Hey everybody, welcome back to Grounded. On this Monday morning, rainy Monday morning in Central Ohio, Mm -hmm. not even 70 degrees and it was raining all morning long and here we sat in the stream room with drinking our coffee. I'm Craig and sitting across from me is the one and only Brandon. I was awake. Yeah, I'm doing? awake. I, I was surfing Facebook. What Why? I was surfing Facebook. Dude, we're on. What are you doing? I'm. I haven't hardly talked to you this morning. Like two minutes before we went on. I, I know. Was busy doing talking with other people. I know. So how's it going? It's going good. Although I just saw this, and I'm just kind of reading because it's a video. But they've got what he's saying. Um, some guys I follow the hunting public. It looks like uh, the the. What'd you call him last week? The buffoon, baboon, buffoon, something. In Who are we the talking white, about? The guy in the White House. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, looks like uh, him and his little friends have um, cut funds for um, archery and hunter's education and all of that stuff with schools and something. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Good stuff. He's talking. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, not really, but you know how that goes. Yeah. But anyways, other than that, I'm good. So how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Rainy morning. Rainy but, morning. Um, woke up. It was raining. Took the dog out in the middle of the night. It wasn't raining. Mm-hmm. It was like th- 3 o'clock. It was right at 3. It was just before 3 o'clock. And uh, this morning, we uh, somebody had given us a uh, some coffee, um, and they have left us uh, uh, a gift. And the coffee that we're drinking is from... Black Rifle? Yes, this is a special one, too. And it's it's very good. It's very good. And I have a shot of... Espresso. 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 Yeah. Um, And your shot of espresso is Black Rifle Beyond Black. Oh, my. So that's why that was extra... Extra good. You could be jacked all day. Oh yeah. The um, special coffee. I got hair growing out of my ears. Right. right. (laughs) The special coffee that we're drinking is by by Black Rifle. It's an exclusive um, um, coffee. Fire Fox Cart. Wow. It's uh, from Kenya. Its Mm. tasting notes are blackberry, maple, and citrus. And I was talking with with somebody and they were like, you know what? I'm not a big fan of like citrusy. Yeah, I'm not either, but neither. I don't I don't get a big citrus to it. I do get the maple and that's what this person said as well that they tasted the maple in it. Yeah. And it's really good with the express espresso in there you it. Go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say exo. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. But no, it's really good and uh so thank you guys uh, always for those of you who always, always. give us coffee. We uh, really appreciate it and um it's always fun to have a have a different coffee. Um mm-hmm. It, uh, this one's a really good one. It is very good. I got my subscription in on Thursday, I think. Thursday or Friday. And, um, got one that I've never drank before. And, and I mean, it's one of their regulars, but it's Fit Fuel. And so it's, I'm kind of anxious to try that. Yeah, that sounds really good. But I got another one recently. It's like a Liberty Roast, I think. It was really good, too. It's got to be nice with the word liberty, liberty. In it, doesn't it? Right? Exactly. It's got to be good. So um, here we sat, um, and we're we're here in August. This is our first um, first one in August, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And so um, it's hard to believe that <laughs> we're here in August. And, um, but uh, baseball season's got about two months left, and uh, this past weekend was actually dismal for all my teams. Um, the Reds just, I think, went on a three- or four-game losing streak with the worst team in baseball, the Nationals. <laughs> right. 
We my watch. My my daughter loves to watch the Reds. I think she's like a secret, like a closet I'm Reds sure, fan now. I'm sure. Um, and then, um, you know, the Astros are in second place. Uh, although they're do they they had some really bad. Uh, bad go around, but they seem to be about 15 or 18 games over 500 now. So, but they're still in second place. So they got a little bit ways to go to climb out some rooting again for Dusty on that one. And then the Milwaukee Brewers, my other favorite team. Um, people are like, well, why do you like the Brewers? Well, I lived in you Wisconsin did. Did, for about yep. five years and Dustin and I, uh, went to a lot of Brewer games. So I actually, I really like the Brewers always. Right. But when we were up there, they were in the American League and okay. now they're in the National League and in our division, which makes it kind of tough. But um, I thought for sure, like, yo, if the Reds are, you know, getting beat by the Nationals, you know, surely the Brewers can beat the terrible Pittsburgh Pirates. You're right. That did not happen. I think the Brewers lost three out of four against the Pirates. So um, so the Reds are only like a game behind They're the a game Brewers. and a half back. Yeah, so there you go. So Brewers you got, are in first. And then the Cubs and the Reds are both a game and a half back. Oh, the Cubs are tied now with the Reds? They're tied. Oh, my. So that's a tight race in the Central. My Braves have... They're on a. I didn't know a, you own the Braves. I, I do own the Braves. <laughs> I didn't you know, know that. Me, yeah. But anyway, so the the team that I like, the Braves in the East, they are um, they've they're on a two game losing streak. But that's kind of what happened to them. Like a few weeks ago, they went on a losing streak. But every time they would lose, yeah, aren't they twenty like, games the, up on the, the second Phillies, place? They're they are ten and a half games up on the Phillies. Yeah, they have a room to breathe. They've got a little room to breathe. They got a room to breathe. So, and what about the Astros? They're like. um what, what did I see? Oh, they're in the American League, aren't they? Yeah, what were they? I, I can't remember. They were like two games or three games they're out. Two and a half games behind yeah. the Rangers. Yeah. So that's a and here's the battle thing. of Texas there. The Rangers. Um, how about the Rangers? Um, all of a sudden, like they're the, they're like the surprise team in baseball, I think. Well, that's because they brought Nolan Ryan back to pitch. Well, that's true in Ferguson Jenkins, so. Yeah. You don't even so, know that anymore. I don't. <laughs> you don't know Fergie Jenkins? Probably no, I won don't. 300 ball games. <laughs> I don't. So we were at the, you, um, were you bored? 1999? Yeah, we won't get off on what you and I were talking about earlier with all the changes and stuff to Major oh, League Baseball gosh, because they are making it a going. sissy sport. I sound like an old curmudgeon when I, it's, um, but it's ridiculous. I mean, I was a catcher. You know that. I, I caught for nine years. And I, I told you last night we were watching a little bit of the uh, Dodgers Padres game. And I was cheering against both of them. But uh, the Dodgers scored because the catcher for the Padres was blocking the plate before he had possession of the ball. It's like, when are you – you're a catcher. Like, when did they take that out of play? Like, you should be able to block the plate. Make them jump over you or run your butt over. Yeah, that would not have gone well with Johnny Bench or Carlton Fisk or no. Thurman Munson. You know what I mean? So, no, not yeah. at all. I mean, um, you know, that that's – you gotta get set. Exactly. Right? You gotta exactly. get set. I exactly. Mean, you can't like not just put your leg at the last. That's how legs get broke, uh -huh. right? I mean, that's uh -huh. how you sprain your. Uh, yeah, stupidest it's, thing ever. They turn it into a baby sport. Exactly. But anyway, so back to we went to a Clippers game on Saturday night. I saw that, and uh, it, it was okay. Our seats were okay. Uh, we had. <laughs> uh, you have to ask my daughter about the the little boy that was in front of us. He's probably about her age, but he was annoying. Like he was yelling at the left fielder like every between every inning. Number forty four. Number forty four. Throw me the ball. Oh, so that was that you or some No, it was okay. a little boy. He was so obnoxious. Um and Jordan would just look at me and roll her eyes. But anyway, so we're sitting there and there were birds flying around. She was like, I wonder if, if a bird's ever been hit by a yes. ball. So you know what I did? I pull up my phone, pull up YouTube. Dave Winfield? No. Randy Johnson? 
Oh yeah, well yeah, him too. But I think Dave Winfield hit a pop up that hit a bird. Oh, too. did he? Yes. Yeah, but that's that's not near as cool as Randy Johnson exploding that bird that come across in exactly. front of his pitch. Isn't that crazy? And so I put the odds of that. Oh, it's like yeah, like one not, in eight million uh, exactly. or something. The perfect. That's like the perfect timing. And then they, the video shows it a second time in slow-mo. Jordan's like, like <gasps> yeah, she's like gasping and her eyes got huge. I, he's in the Hall of Fame, so he should have been in the Hall of Fame just for that right there. Exactly. I mean, that's just crazy. Like, exactly. I mean, that is insane. Like the yeah. feathers fly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, speaking of birds, um, I don't know if you've had this problem this year or not, but I, I have mm-hmm. in my entire life, I may have hit three birds my entire life of driving. Okay, and I've been driving since um, 1981. Okay, so we're talking 42 years. Mm-hmm. How old are you? I was negative anyway, four. <laughs> so anyway, um, in 42 or 43 years of driving, I may have hit three or four birds. Mm-hmm. I have probably hit 10 birds. It's crazy. In the this past couple months. What's going on with the birds? I had a whole gaggle of birds go across in front of me yesterday. Gaggle. I don't know. It's a gaggle of geese, but I don't know. Gaggle. What it's. I guess it's okay. A flock of birds. Gaggle. But I anyways, a, I actually the definition hit one. of gaggle. <laughs> I hit one a, a couple weeks ago, and it stuck in my grill. You know what? I, I, I you sent me a picture. I of that. did. I sent yeah. you a Snapchat. So, I it's a it's a real uh, it's a real question because um, what's going on with the birds? Because I, I I'm telling you, I've hit. I have a theory. You ten um. Gaggle is actually a flock of bees. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Are you looking up gaggle? I did. Oh. It's a, or are you ready for this? A disorderly or noisy group of people. <laughs> there you have it. I've been around some gaggles before. So, like, Sunday, if people are not calming down by the time you welcome everybody, like, man, this is a gaggle in here today. You guys are a gaggle. (laughs) It is. That that tends to happen about, like, once a month or something. For those of you who didn't know the the definition of gaggle, there you go. But anyway, you were saying. I can't even remember where I was going. The birds. The birds. Yeah, I hit that one. It's stuck in your... It stuck in my grill, but yeah, we weren't, I don't know, I was moving on from there. Well, I almost hit one today because um, it's like they're sitting at the side of the road yeah. and they're darting, it's like they're playing chicken with you. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't play chicken with a half-ton truck or any no. car no. going 60 miles an hour, so there's no way that they're going to come out on top. Well, actually, a few weeks ago, uh, one actually hit my windshield, and I was shocked that it didn't break it. Wow. Yeah, and it left, it left... Um, let me just put it this way. He left bodily streaks on my windshield, and it was really tough to get off. Residue. So he – I don't think he made it. No. I don't think he made it. And um, so – but that's been kind of my thing this year I'm because I'm, I'll come home, and I'm like, ah, oh, I hit another bird. She's like, you what? I'm like, yeah, I hit another bird today. I'm like, I don't know if it's the truck. I don't know if it's, like, the color of the truck. I, I don't know what's I've, going I've on. I've hit a couple, and I, did, I didn't even know I hit that one. My father-in-law was like, <laughs> look at that. What kind of bird was that? Uh, I'm not sure what it was. It was little. Okay. So not then sure. we ha- we have a bird feeder in our yard. Mm-hmm. And so we have stray cats that my wife feeds. So they hunt the birds. <sighs> yes. So under the uh, we have this – there's this orange one, and my grandkids call this orange one pumpkin, which oh. it's a good name because it looks like a pumpkin. And so <laughs> pumpkin's sitting under the bird feeder yesterday. And I'm standing, I looked out the back window where our bedroom is. It's like right by our bedroom window. And I'm watching him as he's coming down off the bird feeder with a bird. He went up to the basket. I don't know how he did it, but he got the bird. How does a cat climb a bird feeder 
I don't know if he jumped. I don't know what happened. And then this morning before I left, I mm-hmm. looked out. He's under the bird feeder looking straight up at the birds. I'm like, that dude's going to get another bird. Where there's a will, there's a way. So the birds are crazy right now. They it's like are. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I almost hit a – I was on my internship. I was in southern Ohio in Gallup Police and uh, came around a curve. It's been a month there one night. But Did you? Yeah. <laughs> a month there one night? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I was in a my little Kia Rio. And I came around this curve, and if you've ever been there, it's kind of, you know, out in the country. Right. And I came around this curve, and there was a turkey in the middle of the road. And it started running at me. But if you've ever seen a turkey, like, try to fly, they can fly. Um, it just takes them a little bit. Mm-hmm. That thing started flapping its wings, and I'm hammering my brakes, and it barely got up above the the roof of my car. <laughs> like, barely took off. I, I, how I missed it, I have no idea. Oh, man. So... I almost got a turkey, which would have counted for all of your birds you've killed. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And so I'm anxious to see uh, how many more birds I take down by the end of the year because um, that's been quite the uh, ordeal. I've, I, I mean, the first couple of times it happened, it was like two in one week. And I was like, that's crazy. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. And I'm like, what is going on? It's traumatizing right? at first. Now you're just keeping tally. Now I'm just like, how many birds can I hit down Whitestone today? <laughs> right. It's like, hey, there's a flock of bird. I'm going to go after them. Right. Better. Uh, there's a gaggle of geese exactly. over there. Let me go exactly. after them. <laughs> I guess better birds than deer. So, well, this is true. Yeah. Let's speak in a deer. Yes. The trail in Marysville is called um, the Jim Simmons. Jim. I Jim call S- it Gene. <laughs> Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> From Kiss. Okay. Yes, you sent me. Uh, <laughs> I sent a snap one day after I got done running, and I I tagged you know my location at the Jim Simmons Memorial Trail, and <laughs> Craig sends me a, a Snapchat back, and it was a picture of Gene Simmons, right, with his tongue out. <laughs> I'm always like, hey, I'm on the Gene Simmons Trail right now. So, but anyway, I I, I ride there, and so um, a couple weeks ago, I think I told you this, I saw a mom and two mm-hmm. babies, and they all had spots, very very. It's unbelievable. Yes. I mean, so then um, I was writing Saturday, um, late morning, mm-hmm. and um, I'm on the back part. You know, if you start off by Schwarzkopf Park and then you mm-hmm. ride almost to the very end, yep. you're on the back side, and it's very shady back it's very, there. Yeah, you kind of go through a few patches yeah. of woods. So Big Doe crossing the path where I had to slow up, mm-hmm. and she wasn't moving real fast. Like, she looking at me. And like, she's looking at me and then like she moved and then she stopped and looked back at me. Her back end's still on the uh, mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's not that intimidated. They are, um, they are me. so used to people. It's I crazy. told you about the one I ran by a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like I, I took one of the side trails and I'm running and got both my headphones in. I'm like listening to the thousand foot crutch and I'm just jamming. Is that a, um, satanic group? The, uh, they're, they're a Christian okay. group. Um, thousand foot crutch. Yeah, you wouldn't like them. You probably couldn't understand most of their words. So whatever happens, just really names, just it's, like. Well, and crutch is spelled K R U T C H. So it's they call they're known for as T F K. But anyway, I am so confused right now. Don't worry about that. That's just uh, little small minute details. So I come around this curve, and there's a doe, and I mean, like she's <laughs> tall, like she was a huge doe. Like been the same one because this one was tall too. Eye level with me. This was back toward the first. She was part. An eye level with me though, but right. Well, you were on a bike. Exactly. I was running. But anyways, and she just like didn't budge. Like she was standing off the trail. She was eating off of this these limbs. Right. And she just looked at me as I ran by. It's like okay, hey. Um. Yeah, it's um quite uh and even the babies. Yeah. I mean, they weren't like alarmed. I mean, yeah. I I actually stopped and watched them and they're looking at me like, "Hey, what are you up to?" And right. um so yeah, I mean <laughs> Hey, what's your name? 
Exactly. And then, and <laughs> they actually look like Bambi. Right. I mean, seriously looks like Bambi, these, these, uh, little babies. So, but, um, yeah, the Gene Simmons trail. Gene if you ever Simmons. get a chance to walk or to ride, you should try it. It's not really Gene. It's Jim. It's Jim Simmons. The Jim Simmons, I have no idea who he is, but it's nice. You, you know, they're building another trail now on the other side of 33. Down, um, like right as you, like between the Marysville, uh-huh. um, you can they're working on it, right? They're working on it. It's and not going to be that long though, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as long, but it looks nice. There's going to be a big lake pond in there, it looks like. Well, on the trail we were just talking about, they're actually building a, a bridge. A bridge. Where's that going? I, to the, on the other side. That's where bridges go. <laughs> well, I've heard, I've heard a couple things. Randy's yeah, an old timer and he said they were building that to go across that. What is whatever that is? There's a creek there, and exactly. But I'm not sure. And then they're going to connect it. They're they're uh, adding trail through the other part of the woods, and then reconnecting it down on um, oh, right down before you get um, back to the main area for the frisbee golf over yes. there. Yes, it's that. Oh, they're going to connect it there. Okay, connect it there because it, it goes. In. I don't know how they're going to do it because it's all creek down there. So I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah. I mean, that's, they own quite a bit because if you pull it up on a map, you can yeah. see all the green is what's, yeah, right, what's right. owned there. So that'd be interesting. That'd yeah. be fun. It will be fun. That'll because... add a, like, like I said, an old timer, I was stopped there. He, he actually was stopped there and I stopped and he was looking at it and I asked him and, um, so he was going to think he's, he actually said it was going to be another two, two and a half or three miles extension on the trail. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. So that put that thing about 10 miles. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, but yeah, there we go. There we go. If you guys are still with us, we will get into the topic of the day. Right. <laughs> good day yesterday. It was a good day. Uh, we, uh, after the second service, we had four baptisms. Yes. So, um, if you, uh, missed that, um, didn't hang around, you didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, that was awesome, um, to see. Um, my name, the names just went off. Um, oh man, I, I got, got their it. names right here. I'll say so do I. Um, it was, um, it was Joe Kite, right? Joe baptized. Baptized. Um, yep. He baptized his sons, um, Trenner and Laney. Laney. And then he baptized Chase Beatty. I think so. Yeah. And then, um, Jen, I, th- I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Rogan Nowski. She baptized her son, William. Yep. So there was four, Four kids that were teenagers that yeah. uh, were baptized yesterday, so that was exciting. And um, I know we have several other people right now thinking about being baptized. I've talked to people who um, are wanting to to have this done. So good things going on. And That's um, awesome. Every time, every time that somebody's baptized, I think it's just another dent into the spiritual world of yeah. you know making that commitment for Jesus Christ. And especially when people witness that and see that, I I mean, people think it's just an act, but no, this is a spiritual exactly. act. Oh, this absolutely, is a spiritual act. Yeah. So I'm really that was really exciting to see that, especially when you know moms and dads baptize their babies. I mm-hmm. think that's great. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we kind of have joked over the last couple of years of like, you know, who's going to win the baptism race this year? I think what you've baptized one person so far, and one. I've baptized Christian, so one. And that's awesome because we've had moms and dads exactly. We've um, had baptizing their we've kids. We probably had fifteen, eighteen baptisms, maybe. Um, and I've only done one. Yeah, you've done one. Yep, that's great. I love it. Yep, I love it. That's the way Absolutely. it should be. Yeah, they're the, the ones that be. are pouring into their kids' lives at home. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's uh, that's awesome. We had a good day. Uh, 
thought the singing was good. Uh, we were packed in the second service. Uh, um, good second at, service was singing really well. Good. We had a really good attendance because we had a lot of people gone and we were up near 300. Awesome. So awesome. that was, uh, that was really good. And, uh, but I thought the second service was when I was up front, it looked packed from where I was. It was. I mean, there was only maybe a couple of holes, but that was it. Yep. Um, and, um, it was. <laughs> It was like back heavy too. That that one part, I was like, "What it's is always going on back, back heavy. there?" You can always land like a helicopter on that front left side, right. except when there's sometimes when we're really packed mm-hmm. and people are coming in late and they got to come all the way down the front row. Exactly. A few weeks That's ago, funny to watch too. It is funny to watch. It's really weird when they come down to the front row on my side and they sit right in front of me because they're in the spit zone. Well, they definitely are in the spit zone because yeah. I can actually throw some spit. I wasn't going to say anything. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if I get riled up. You? No. Okay, okay, hold on. Here we go. So I didn't get riled up. No, you didn't. Uh, and you, yesterday was very tame. Very. I think you're lulling people in for something. I am. Something's coming. But. somebody I have people say, the other shoe's going to drop. The other shoe will drop. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. So just a reminder to everyone listening out in podcast land. Keep your eyes to the sky because Craig has went under time two weeks in a row. So, you know, Jesus' return is getting closer and closer. I might tap into my uh, deposit um, in a couple of weeks. Doesn't work that way. I get a deposit, too, because I feel like our song selections were shorter yesterday, too. Okay, I got to just tell you. Oh, here we go. I got to just tell you. I came back in the stream room, and Logan and Michelle are back here, so they're, they're, doing, they're, they're, they're doing the stream. So uh, yesterday, uh, thank you guys for doing that. But So I come back in here yesterday, and we're, the service was winding up, and I'm like, man, that went fast today. I'm like, we were like right under an hour and five minutes or so. He turned, Logan's sitting in the, in the seat by the with all the controls. He turned around and looked at me like, yeah, because Brandon didn't pray 10 minutes for communion. I was like, yes. <laughs> I remember that. that. Funny. I will remember. I didn't think that's funny. I remember that, Logan. But he's got. But he's got a point. He does have a point. But Uh, yeah, we were under time, and that was an hour and five minutes, like um, live stream time. So that was pre-service too. Five minutes pre-service. Yeah. At one point, I looked up at the clock, and I was like, "Well, we're going to be down. I'm going to be out of here early." Mm -hmm. So not so much. It's always longer the second service, which I don't understand why. But yeah, I don't know. I'm always. And it's funny because I I sat in both services yesterday. Um, just to listen to the differences, you know, and to, to hear where you add something like first service, you, excuse me, you added a couple of things that you didn't say second service. That weird. It's so funny, but I do the same thing when I preach. So, so literally you are hearing the same sermon, but you're not, you're hearing something totally different, which is weird because, you know, sometimes you go, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you get into second service and you've run through the sermon, you know, however many times and, and, you know, you've kind of got it committed to memory for the most part. But, you know, even when I'm running through it, like at home or whatnot, you know, I'll run through it out loud um, and let Allie listen to it and I'll change it from time to time because, you know, God will kind of right morph those. And, and so I think that happens, you know, for you, something will pop into your head that you'd never thought of before. And it's like, right, if it feels good and I, and I pray that I pray that if, you know, you know, God wants me to say something else that the Holy Spirit would, you know, make that known to me and, and make my words clear. But if something needs omitted and taken out, that he would, you know, allow me to skip over that. And I know you've done that before, too, where you've skipped over exactly. stuff. Well, I have um, usually Sunday morning before um, I'll, I'll go over it one more time, just yep. look over it. And um, I, I do the same thing. You know, if there's something I haven't added, 
um, something that needs to be said that I didn't think of during our, the time, would you give me the right words and help me say it right. plainly and yep. clearly and that it comes from you and not from me? And um, and then there have been times when I've been sitting down on Sunday morning and I'll look at something the way it's worded and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. And it sounded right when it was put right, down. Right. But I'll, what happened was is as I started getting into this and the more I, I'm really focusing in on this and I've been praying about this, you know, I think God has showed me that, you know what, that's actually more from you right. than it is from me. And so sometimes what I'll do is I'll mark around it and I'll put a question mark. I'm like, okay, there was something there. So if, and sometimes it won't. Nothing will come. Right. And then sometimes something will come, but but it's worded totally different. Different. Yeah. Different, different way. So, yeah, you got to always leave room. And the thing about it, the thing about it, I think people need to understand is that this is more than just getting up and preaching a message because um, this is something that is um, you know I feel like that God wants to talk about and to right. for us to hear and. Um, no matter something that you've heard before or mm-hmm. like a story that you've heard before or whatever. Cause like yesterday I did have several people tell me they never have heard the story that I told yesterday with David and, with and, David and Abigail and, and yeah. Nabal. And it's a really good story. And I, and the reason that came about yesterday is that was one of the ones I was going to use during the King's uh, message. I had outlined it already, but I did not do it. Cause I thought, ah, you know what? I'm, I'd rather, I, I picked whatever right. the other one. Than that one, and um, and so when we got into the grab bag series, I thought, you know what, I'm going to use this right. again because it is a good story. Yeah, for and sure. It's because you know, I as we get into this, David is um, David's a warrior. Uh, David can go from zero to hundred right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you uh, saw that right then. Yeah, yeah, you did see that. And we'll get into that, but yeah. but yeah. So yesterday you started off. I mean, it, the topic was, are you kind? And, and so you asked that question off the top. You're like, are you a kind person? And, you know, I think if we're honest with ourselves, I think sometimes maybe we are, but other times we're not. And, and I think for me, and, and I can speak for me personally, like, one I of hope the, you can. I can. Um, one of the things that I try to do is not to, to listen to a message and think of other people. Oh man, right. I hope they're listening or I hope they show up second service or whatever. But okay, God, what do you want me to, to receive from this? Right. What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to take from this? And you know, I think a topic like this, probably if, if everybody is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their heart, probably going to hit every single person. Well, I'll be honest. It's, um, not an easy topic for me. Right. Um, because it actually is one of those topics that I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, you're right. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. I, I have to lean on God because mm-hmm. I can't do this by myself. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not wired that way. Um, I have to really lean on God right. for him to show me how to do this. So, you know, um, We'll talk about this at the very end and we'll say it again, but you know, this all comes from the Holy Spirit. This, mm-hmm. I mean, you can only be nice so much. I mean, I think people have traits of being nice. Right. I think that people can be kind and be nice, but overall, over the long haul, um, you know, how do you, how do you treat your spouse? How do you mm-hmm. treat your kids? How do you treat coworkers? How do you, how do you talk to people? How do you, right. it, it gets, it, it encompasses everything. Yeah. Your you know response. I mean? Exactly. You, you know, know facial expressions. Yes. Um, um, all those things. And so it gets down and, and boils down to that. I, um, the definition that I read was pretty simple. There's probably better ones, but 
Um, definition of kindness is a quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of vague, but it is very good. Uh, Mother Teresa, I love Mother Teresa. Yes. I do. And this is a great quote. Uh, she says, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Mm. That's true. I mean, you think about kind words that people have given to you. Yeah. I mean, think about back when you were younger, yeah. um, an adult or a teacher or a youth sponsor mm-hmm. or a youth minister or minister came up and told you something. Yep. That still echoes still, in your ear, doesn't yep, it? Absolutely. Um, maybe a college professor, somebody, yep. somebody that just wasn't a friend your age, but somebody who's little, it, it does. Right. It, it, absolutely. it speaks volumes, um, to you. So, um, yeah. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind. To each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Mm. That's a good verse. It is, and I think that last part is the most important part to remember. And we talked last night. We had our youth group, and um, I was talking about just committing to each other. Mm-hmm. You know how we're called to commit to the church to be mm-hmm. part of the body. Um, but you know, I was talking about how you know we're called to forgive each other because why? Because Jesus. God has forgiven us, and I love that. You know, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, we're called to forgive as we've been forgiven, and that is huge because we tend to hold on to that. I do uh-huh. tend to hold on to things. Yeah. You know, forgiveness doesn't come so easy, but yet I think about everything that God has forgiven me of when I don't deserve it. And it's like, wow, He's forgiven me, and so I'm called to echo that and Mm -hmm. to forgive others as well. Well, forgiveness, um, and people think, well, if I've forgiven them, then, you know, reconciliation, um, you know, forgiveness and reconciliation are really two different things. They are. But we should always strive for reconciliation, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. let's be honest, reconciliation may not actually come because that's something that has to be almost agreed on by both people. Takes both people, correct? Forgiveness doesn't take both people. Forgiveness takes, you know, hey, Brandon said this about me to somebody and you know, it got back to me and it really hurt me that why would he do that? I thought we were friends. Right. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, and be like, you know what? It's a one time slip. Right. I'm going to forgive him. I'm going to, God, you've got this. Yep. And, and I'm going to forgive, forgive him on that. Mm-hmm. That, that, that sometimes takes a lot to do. Right. But also, um, it's, it's freeing when you do that. So that's a really good verse. It is. Colossians 3.12. Since God chose you, and I love that. Yes. God chose you mm-hmm. to be a holy people he loves. You must must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Right. Clothe yourself. Yep. That means you're wearing the garments of those things. Exactly. And so I'm not sure we do. No, because that that takes being intentional and that's that word that we love to talk about is being intentional because I got dressed this morning Thankful for you. Yeah, I, was, as, I mean, as I'm sitting no here, no yoga pants, no short shorts, no, no uh, flip no, flops, no. Just okay. wearing a pair of khaki shorts and a t-shirt and a, a long sleeve, thin athletic shirt, pair of shoes and socks. But I had to physically put each, you know, garment on. Exactly. And so that's what that verse is saying. It's like you know, you must clothe yourselves. You know, we have to put on tenderhearted mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, which means we have to consciously, it has to be a conscious effort of thinking, okay, I've got to put that on. I have to wear that. And and it's not just like, you know, God's going to give it to me. Like I have to be intentional of of saying, okay, I'm going to 
be right. kind today. Yeah. I'm going to show mercy today. You know, I was um, listening to um, – I don't even know who it was. Um, oh, man, I'm going to try uh, – it was a guy who was preaching, and he was talking about um, emulating Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. what Christ would do. And he said they were – he was downtown, um, and I can't remember what town um, – a bigger city like Atlanta, right. Cincinnati, right. someplace like that. And he stepped through the same light like four or five times. And he said, it was just irritating. as you know, I'll get out. And he said, so he was getting ready to go. His turn finally came up. And this woman drives in front of him, cuts him off, slams on his brakes. He just laid on, lays on his horn. You know, now they're stopped at the light together. And he pulls up beside her. And he, she rolls her windows down. He rolls his window down. He's like, this is guy's a minister. You ready? He's like, what is your problem? And she said, he looked at her, she's like, sir, I am so sorry. I just got word that my son was in an accident and I don't think he's going to make it. I'm trying to get out of here to get to the hospital. He said he felt absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. Oh my. He said that, um, he said there was a couple spots like right ahead. He said, ma'am, I know you're trying to get there, but he said, I'm, I'm sorry about this. If you pull over there, let me pray with you. She did. Wow. And he apologized to her and he said, you know, um, everybody that pulls out in front of you may not just be a jerk. They may have something else on their mind. Exactly. And he said, I apologize to you today. She's like, so he kept tabs on it and all that. Finally found out that her son wasn't an accident and he did make it. And it was, so he went to visit his mm. son. And here's the thing with this. He said, now they come to his church and awesome. uh, they have an awesome story to tell. But he said, he always tells them, yeah, I yelled and he said, oh, come close to cussing her out, but she still came to church anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right? That's awesome. I like what Ch- uh, Chuck Swindoll said. You you gave this quote. He said, the longer that a person is a Christian, not only should they be mature, but they should be reeking with kindness. It's amazing how many people we could witness to for Christ if we would treat people nice and be kind. Reeking. That's, a reeking. Good, that's like your gaggle. That's a good word. It is. It is. But the sad thing is, is I think the longer people become Christians, we feel like we're entitled. Well, that's true. And we just, you know, we just want things the way we want it. And, and so, but I love that. It's amazing how many people we could witness to, witness to for Christ if we would treat people nice and be kind. Well, you know, uh, yesterday I, I brought up that, um, you know, sometimes the world is the world, but we're the Christian, the Christians and the Christian community is falling into the world's trap because Mm -hmm. there's nothing, um, to look on Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media account that they're on, and they sound like everybody else. Uh-huh. Some posts they're listing scriptures, and then other posts they're just there's what are they doing? Right, and especially when it comes to political things or whatever. I mean, there's people, and I'm, you know, if you're listening, sorry, I'm gonna bring it up, but there's people who have come to this church, and I've had stuff. I'm not on any of those things, right? But they've sent stuff to me, copied and pasted, and sent to me with stuff that they put some vile, vile stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, using the, you know, sorry, the F word. They're using language. They're using sexual window windows. Yep. Um, it's just unbelievable. I'm like, that's the Christian community. How, how can you set your, how, how are you clothed with Christ? Exactly. And you call yourself a Christian? I think not. Again, we're not on the same side. Right. So stop pretending to be who you, who you're not. Exactly. And that's the thing. You know, we're called, and you talked about it last week. We're called to be the light of the world. We're called to shine a light so other people exactly. will see something different in us. But the, the sad fact is, is that most Christians don't look any different than the rest of the world. So the exactly. rest of the world's like, well, if that's what a Christian acts like, why would I want to be a Christian? 
Well, and there's no difference. Exactly. Like zero. And yeah. so there's no reason to be – there's no reason. There's no call to repentance. There's no right, call right, to action. Right. There's none of that. Exactly. We act no different. And yep. um, so that's the sad thing about it all. So anyway, yesterday we had this story, and I gave an example of kindness. And um, and so I, I, the story that I used yesterday comes from 1 Samuel chapter 25, and I love the story. I, I just love the story in general. It has – yeah, I picked this part out, but you could pick this thing to death. Oh, exactly. I mean, you could pick this exactly. thing and talk about this to death. But there's really three main characters mm-hmm. in this story. There is Abigail. She's a yep. sweet lady. She's married to Nabal, who is a mean dude. Um, the Bible doesn't say this, but I had, in my study of this, I read several um, authors and several um, quote Bible scholars yeah. thought that he was somewhat an alcoholic. He drank too much, right. and that um, allowed that kind of enhanced his meanness and right. his surliness of who he was. And then we have David. Yep. And David's not king. Not yet. He's so, actually um, he's still been on the run. He's fleeing from Saul. Exactly. Still. And he's been anointed king. But I popped off this verse in First Samuel 25.3 to, to kind of describe Nabal. It says, Nabal, a descendant of Caleb, was crude and mean in all his dealings. Not just some. All, all of his like, dealings. He's not, he's not nice on anything. Right. And so, go ahead. No, I was just going to set it up, but go ahead. Go for it. I'm going to let you do it. Okay. So David and his men, and there's probably what, about 600 of them? About 600. Um, they're kind of out in the, the countryside. They're actually protecting this guy's flocks. Fox, land, shepherd, sheep, everything. Exactly. They're protecting them from everything. And, um, they're, they get to the point where they're kind of out of food. They're, they're really hungry. Um, and so you said that, you know, you get to that point, like who's ever been hungry and angry? Cause they're, they're at that point and, and we call that hangry. And I think a lot of people like raised their hands. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, and I loved your, your John Candy quote. You can, you can John get that. Candy. Yeah. I was like, you guys remember John Candy? I did love, I love this. He said, he said, um, I once went on a diet for two weeks instead of losing five pounds. I lost 10 friends. Exactly. That's being hangry. That's hangry. Exactly. You you know when he was not hangry? When he was eating. After he got done eating the old 96er. <laughs> Allie and I watched Uncle oh Buck gosh. a few weeks ago. You forget how crude some of those oh, older movies crude. are. John uh, Hughes movies. Yeah. Those yes. are typical yep. 80s movies, yep. man. Um, I will tell you, John Hughes is um, he's kind of a genius. He has yes. a look oh, yeah. about and a and kind of a theme to his movies and he loved john candy man the language is just sometimes i'm like should we be watching this exactly like this is crazy exactly oh what was oh that was the great outdoors great outdoors yeah the but uh, we watched uncle buck a few weeks ago which was another john john hughes movie yeah yeah and john hughes did did he do uh home alone yes i think so so that they've all kind of got that same yes i don't know how he does it's like that same feel right it's like right um, yeah but anyways, that's not what Back we're to our that's not what we're here to talk about. Exactly. But yeah, no, I mean, so that's where David and his guys are. Like they're they're angry, they're hungry, they're like, we want some food. So First Samuel twenty five um, verses ten and eleven, da- David um, sent you know some of his guys to ask Nabal for some for food. food, and this was his response: Who is this fellow David? Nabal sneered to the young men. Who does this son of Jesse think he is? There are lots of servants these days who run away from their masters. Should I take my bread and my water and my meat that I've slaughtered? Everything's about him. Everything. Everything's about Nabal. That I've slaughtered for my shearers and give it to a band of outlaws who come from who knows where? <laughs> that message gets back to David. Oh. And you you said earlier he went from zero to 100. 
boom, like just that. like that. I mean, he lost it. Like, have you ever, have you ever been mad and you've ever seen red? I mean, oh, have, yeah. you ever, have you ever lost it? When oh you're yeah, just so angry. Yes. Well, this is David. I mean, he is not coming down. I, I said that really confidently, like like I was proud of it. <laughs> exactly. I shouldn't be proud of that, but yes, I have been there. <laughs> First Samuel twenty five, verse thirteen. David says, "Get your swords," and he strapped on his own. And then four hundred men started off with David, and two hundred remained behind to guard their equipment. And um, David's angry. He's going to seek revenge, and David's thinking he's gotten a shaft. But isn't this the truth, though? When something happens to us that we think we got the shaft, our first reaction is to overreact. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like David. Absolutely. I, I picture this this scene here like an old western, like you know the cowboys are riding across the plain, and the well, the horses and the dust is flying up behind them. That's and, the way I picture it too, like an old Clint Eastwood movie or something. Exactly. I mean, four hundred men thundering down the road. That's going to be something. Exactly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what I should have named this. Uh, the good, message. the bad, the good, and the, good the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. Right? Uh, you know, and here's the thing: when, as a follower of Jesus Christ and a, and a true Christian. Um, Here's the thing. You are going to get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. You are going to have bad things happen to you. You are going to have people do things to you that, that you don't like. And, um, so what are you going to do? Yeah. We're, we're called to be different. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to try yeah. to strike back. You're going to try to get even. You're going to try to seek re, revenge on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, um, when you do that, you're like David here. You're, you're just retaliating because you did this. You hurt my feelings. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to get you back. And yesterday, I think I said, and, um, that, you know, if you do this, you're nothing, you're doing nothing but being a child. You're being immature. Right. You just need to grow up. Exactly. Seriously, you just need to grow up. If, if you're an adult, you've been a Christian for any amount of time, this is stuff that you need to put behind you because right. this is what Satan gets you to latch onto. Yep. And this is what God calls us to. You know, Paul wrote in Romans 12, 19 and 20, 19 through 21. He said, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God for the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. And then you underline this. Don't let evil, evil, <laughs> don't let evil, evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. It's kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? It is a tongue twister. Yeah. But it is true. Don't let evil conquer you. Mm-hmm. That's... Easier said than done sometimes. Easier said than done, because that was not the approach David was taking here. David no. was like, okay, get your swords, saddle up, let's, let's ride. go. Let's, we so, ride at dawn. Exactly. <laughs> so they're riding, and so the scene is set for this battle, and it's not going to be pretty. So Abigail, uh, Nabal's wife, hears about what's going on, and she actually saves the day. She I mean, she a smart is, woman. boom, she knows what she's doing. And First Samuel 25, verses 18 and 19, it says, Abigail wasted no time. She quickly gathered 200 loaves of bread, two wineskins full of wine. I wonder what kind of wine that was. Mm-hmm. Five sheep and that have been slaughtered. So they didn't even have to slaughter them. Right. She's taking the goods to them, isn't she? Exactly. Nearly a bushel of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 fig cakes. I wonder what that was like. She packed them on her on donkeys. I mean, how much? How, how many donkeys does she have? You realize she had to take a caravan with her just to carry everything. I mean, these people are rich. 
And um, she packed them on the donkeys and said to her servants, go ahead and I will follow you shortly. But she didn't tell her husband, Nabal, what she was doing. She is a smart woman. Because he wouldn't allow it to happen. Oh, exactly. Exactly. He was too proud. So just in case you guys don't, you haven't gotten the picture, here's David, 400 men coming after Nabal, coming after him. And then not only is he going to take what he wants, he's going to take everything and he's coming to kill Nabal. Oh, yeah. He's coming to, to, he's literally... He's like Sherman going to the sea. He's going to burn it to the ground and because he has been twisted sideways. Exactly. He says this in uh, verses 21 and 22. He said, a lot of good it did to help this fellow. We protected his flocks in the wilderness, and nothing he owned was lost or stolen. But he has repaid me evil for good. May God strike me and kill me if even one man of his household is still alive tomorrow morning. David wasn't going just for Nabal. <laughs> he was going to decimate going everybody. Everybody, and so as they're coming down the road, Abigail is sitting there with kind of like, boom, here we go. She's I, at the I like what you said yesterday. You were like she she pretty much had a uh, roadside stop. A roadside stop. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, yeah. First Samuel twenty five twenty three and four. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and she bowed low before him. She fell at his feet and said, I accept all the blame in this matter, my Lord. Please listen to what I have to say. So she had nothing to do with Nabal's response. None. But here she is being humble and like, hey, I accept all of the blame in this. Exactly. So this goes to show you that Abigail is a good woman, Mm -hmm. kind woman. She's got a good heart. And And I think I said yesterday that, you know, I think that sometimes... As a Christian, we need to figure out that um, everything starts with our hearts toward God. Exactly. Our kindness and, and everything. Because uh, there's really – you can't really be kind on your own. Right. Uh, nobody really allows you to be kind. I mean I know that sounds stupid, mm-hmm. but you you and I are going to leave here today sometime. We're going to get in our car. Somebody's going to cut us off. Somebody's going to mm-hmm. cut in front of us in a line. Somebody's going to say something. Something stupid's going to happen. We're going to hear something stupid come from the White House. We're going to hear something stupid come from the government. And so you're you're going to hear stupid things. And so all of a sudden you're right. going to get – it's hard to be kind. And so you really have to have your heart toward turned toward uh, God. So – and you need to – I think – and I'm not just telling everybody this. I need, I'm telling myself this, that our kindness starts with God. And so we have to watch what we do. Exactly. Got to watch our voice inflection, body language. Got to watch the words that we speak. Proverbs 15, verses 1 through 4, a gentle answer deflects anger. But harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out. Fool, I like that word, belches out. Foolishness. Right. The Lord is watching everywhere. That's alarming. Mm-hmm. Keeping his eye on both evil and good. So it's like God knows exactly what's going on. God is in control. Exactly. Gentle yep. words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. And I, I mean, wonder what you think on this, but I wonder what would happen. And here's the word again. If we made an intentional decision to just have the heart of God mm-hmm. and let God rule our hearts on our actions, reactions, words we speak, right, and, and what and what we do. Well, I, I think that um, think about our marriages. Think about everything we do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what I was going to say. Is I think it would it would literally change the world around us because it, it starts. It literally starts with us. And if we um, are intentional about not rolling our eyes at our spouse, you know, you talk to, it's not just words. No. It, it's our facial expression. Yeah. I think it starts and, here, and right here it does. Too, in my head. It does. 
it starts here. It does. Well, and you know, that's what, you know, was it second Corinthians? No, it's not second Corinthians. Romans 12, one and two. Yeah. Let God transform the way you think. Right. Um, and so, but you know, then our, if our kids see that we're gentle and we're kind with our spouse, then that trickles down to them in the way that they respond to people. You know, when I get in the car, you know, I get behind the wheel. And if my kids see the way I react, you know, hopefully they're seeing a different side of me. I'm trying to be intentional when I'm driving about not having road rage. I still have times where I get frustrated. Right, right. But I'm trying not to be amped up like I I used to get because, A, it doesn't do any good. That person could care less whether they cut me off or not. And, And, again, I don't know what they're going through. Exactly. Well, um, I, was it yesterday? Did I say this yesterday or maybe maybe it was yesterday? I'm like, you know, how many in here when you get behind the wheel of the, your car, you think you're the best driver in the world? You know, I don't think. I know I'm the best see, driver See, that's in the, the thing. World, we all think that. But, exactly. And so does everybody else. Exactly. And so we're like, I'm the best and all of you guys are idiots right. the way you drive. And so and everybody else is thinking that way. Right. So that's why there's no slack. Exactly. And so, um, you know, we're looking down on mm-hmm. Other drivers. Yep. It affects the way we roll. It does. It does. So, but, but so if, if we're intentional about those, making those changes in our life and being gentle, being right. kind, then it is going to just infl- it's going to, um, trickle down. Right. To everyone around us. To exactly. our spouse, to our kids, maybe to our friends and our, our, our relatives. Everything. And, and it will eventually change that culture of those mm-hmm. around us, but it starts with us. You know, we can't expect other people to do it if we're not we're willing not to make ourselves. that change ourselves. It's like yeah. yesterday, Brandon and I were sitting in the back row waiting on something, oh, waiting for the baptisms, and him yes. and I were sitting in the very back by the sound booth, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. I was doing something. I was joking around about something, and he said something. Remember you said, um, well, uh, there's a sermon that you need to listen to on kindness. Yes. And I looked at him, and I said, hey, hey bro, that's more of a, you know, do, do as I, I say, <laughs> not as I do. <laughs> Right. But that's the way we think. Exactly. You know, it's like, and so it, you have to do it just like you mm-hmm. said, you, cause that doesn't trickle down unless you really do it. But you right. have to, the only way that you can do that is by God. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of God living, yep. living, li- you know, living in your heart. Right. So Abigail, she says this in 1 Samuel 25, 26. This woman's amazing. Listen to her. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with a lasting dynasty, for you are fighting the Lord's battles. She is reminding him uh-huh. who he is yep. and what he's about. This woman is unbelievable. And and you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. So she's like, you've not done anything wrong. Don't do something wrong don't, now. Don't do yeah, something. Don't. You're about to be king. God's going to give you a dynasty. Remember who you are. Yep. You've been anointed. She's reminding him without... Telling him and pointing it in his face, she's telling him, this is what you are. Exactly. And David's response, he goes, as fast as he went from zero to a hundred, he does the same thing. He does thing. the opposite way. Yep. He goes back down the, the chute. Exactly. First Samuel 25, um, David replied to Abigail, verse 32, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to meet me today. Thank God for your good sense. <laughs> And David's like, I didn't have good sense, but you did. No, you did, right? He said, bless you for keeping me from murder and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands. For I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, that if you had not hurried out to meet me, not one of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow morning. Then David accepted her present and told her, return home in peace. I have heard what you said. We will not kill your husband. 
That's quite a speech. Mm-hmm. It's quite a speech, and I really believe that her actions, her kindness, her godliness, her re- her reminder to David, yeah. and in that way of who he was, was God speaking to the heart of David. Right and now, you know the heart of David because David immediately changes. That's how you know your heart. Exactly. He didn't fight it. He didn't have to think about it. He knew exactly what was going on, and he jetted way down. It's right. like God was speaking to um, his heart. And and I love that because God sends her to be that voice of reason to David. Um, David was willing to listen to that. I know, like, again, looking at my life, there have been times where God has sent that voice of reason. Right. And I've listened to it. But there has also been other mm-hmm. times where I've kind of pushed past it right. because I – you know, think I'm the best driver in the world, exactly. you know, and it's all about me. I wonder if it helped David because she was female. Maybe. I don't know. And not like some dude coming down his throat. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but, but I think that too, you know, it was her reaction. It was her, um, her demeanor. Right. You know, she was humble, you know? And so I think, if, I think if it was 100%. maybe one of, you know, Nabal's other men that came, if he was humble and he was like, Hey, right. you know what? I, Honestly, by all means, you have every right to kill me, right. Nabal, and the rest of our men. Right. But just hear me out. You know, I, I think now if he'd have come and said, "Hey, bud, you know, you need to step yeah, back." Yeah, and yeah. If it had been like that Western scene, it probably wouldn't have ended. Well, I good. think it helped too that she was married to this dude, right? And I think it helped too that um, you know you have to remember she's they're wealthy. Exactly. I mean, they're, they've got status probably mm-hmm. in their entire area. So there's a reason for this. But so Abigail, she goes home and was going to tell Nabal about what's going to happen, but he's drunk. So uh-huh. she can't talk to him. So the next morning he gets up and she t- begins to tell him that Dave was going to come, take everything he had and to kill him. And he has a heart attack and he dies. And David is not upset. Right. At no. all. He's actually not upset about this. And so he sends for Abigail to be his wife. Right. How about that? David knows what he's doing. David's quite a, a ladies man. He, he's a ladies man. Yeah. And this was Abigail's response. First Samuel 25, 41 it says she bowed low to the ground and responded. I, your servant would be happy to marry David. I would even be willing to become a servant. You know, when I read this, I thought about when you proposed to Ali, and I thought how when you're like, hey, Ali, you'll be my wife, and how Ali bowed down and said, I, your servant, would be happy to marry Brandon. I will even be willing to be a slave. That's the way it worked for you? Uh, that is very close. Very close. <laughs> Not so much. No. <laughs> I asked yesterday, I said, how many of you guys would have to marry your wife? That was the response. Like, And thankfully, none, none of them said yes, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? They were too smart for that. So I gave four lessons basically on kindness. One, number one, the test of kindness is pressure. Mm-hmm. And this is true. Yep. Pressure you go through is going to test you because think about Abigail. She's under all kinds of stress. Um, her husband's a jerk, might be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. David's going to kill her family. David's going to take everything she's got. David's going to kill everybody. She's under, she's under pressure, but she didn't panic. Right. That's a crazy. I know a lot of, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of Christians that things go well in their life. They're fine. Mm-hmm. But the minute something happens, they get a doctor's report, something financial, yep. something goes down like COVID or whatever. They lose their minds. They act right. like everybody else. They're, they're running for the hills. Like and, Chicken and Little. Fear. Exactly. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. So um, I think how you handle pressure in your life mm-hmm. dictates a lot about who you actually are. Right. James one twelve said, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. That goes back to what Jesus said. You know, he said, in this world, you will have troubles. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't promise it was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It goes on in verse 12. It says, afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who 
love him. God blesses those who patiently endure the exactly. testing and temptation. And number two, the key to kindness is perception. Mm. Um, I, I think if you look at the uh, definition of perception, she's Abigail's that. Yes, exactly. When she heard about what was going to take place with David, you got to remember 400 men are thundering. Mm-hmm. She's one woman. Mm-hmm. And so David and 400 men are coming her way. She could have stepped back and said, well, I hope this, I hope they, I hope they just stop. I hope, I hope the good sense comes I hope somebody in. else steps up. I hope Mabel apologizes. Yeah, I hope somebody exactly. She didn't do that. She took action. She was perceptive. That, yeah. Exactly. How about Dallas Willard? I like quote. Dallas Willard. That was a good quote. Yeah. Perception is the ability to accurately see the big picture. It's the ability to see life from the viewpoint of others. That's good. And then he says, perception in its highest form is the ability to see life from the viewpoint of God. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Because that's good. one thing that we don't really, that we don't really do. So, yep. um, the third source of kindness. Is humility. First mm-hmm. uh, Samuel twenty five twenty three through twenty four says, when Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed low before him. She fell at his feet and said, "I accept all blame in this matter, my lord." And you've said, you know, she had status. Yes, she did. Um, you know, she she had wealth. They yep. were very wealthy. Oh, yeah. And were probably one of the most prominent people in their community, if not the most prominent. Oh, but here yeah. she is bowing, bowing low, low to David. Um, and being humble. Galatians three twenty seven through 28 says, All who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There we are talking about putting it exactly. on. Exactly. We've got to be intentional about it. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. We're all, th- we're all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to realize that. And, uh, exactly. And I think that we have to have humility. And I don't, I, I don't think sometimes Christians are humble. No. I, I think that we we're, we're kind of proud in, right. in who we are. Yeah, I think you know you you hit it on the head. We were all in the same playing field. We have to remember, I'm no better exactly than anybody else. I'm no better, even though I may think sometimes I'm better than you, Craig. I'm no better than you. Oh, we actually are not. But anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the proof of kindness is harmony number four. Yeah, and um, Abigail's actually her actions brought <laughs> harmony to the entire exactly like right now. And honestly. In the end, probably did bring more harmony for her because you don't know what she was going through behind no closed idea. doors with no Nabal. idea. You know, the fact no that he idea. had a heart attack and, and died and she becomes David's wife may have been the best thing for her in her life. It's kind of like God's timing. Like David, okay, I'm going to, I didn't say this yesterday, but I'm going to say it now. It's kind of like David got what he wanted, mm-hmm. him gone. And um, he didn't have to do it himself. It's almost like God did it for him. Not exactly. David, the ultimate thing was to take him out. Right. He was so angry he was going to take everybody out. Right. But, but he didn't have to do that. So it's almost like God's like, okay, let's let's take hand. Let's Ex- take care of this thing. Exactly. But that goes back to the scripture we read earlier of you know allow God um, to take revenge. Exactly. You know we we can't you know take right. revenge ourselves. We need to allow God to to take care of that, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 16 through 18, it says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to associate or to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. Did you hear that? I did. Okay, I was just asking. Yep. Don't pay back (laughs) evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yep. Do all that you can do to live 
in peace with everybody. Yeah. That's huge. It's very huge. And so that's what we have to do. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to live at peace with everybody. It is. Especially mm-hmm. if somebody comes at you or somebody says something or mm-hmm. somebody does something or you feel like you've been slighted. But that's what we're supposed to do. Yes. We're supposed to live at peace. Yeah. And, and I wonder how many conflicts and how many things that people wrestle with. Um, like in our marriages or at home with our kids or jobs or even at church or, or whatever. And it could be put to down or resolved without any damage if we just have the heart of God and let the Holy Spirit reign in our life. Yeah, exactly. Instead of our feelings and emotions, yeah. let God take right. over our those things and all like that. But that takes you and I trusting God. Right. And for sure. That takes a big that's a that's that's a big pill to swallow. Yep. Um Kindness is also a fruit of the spirit. Yep. And um, I didn't want to go into this too deep yesterday, but I tried to at least say it's not fruits. It's not, not fruits. like a f- bowl of fruit where it's like nine fruits in a bowl. Right. It's one. It's like an apple. You you take a bite. It's part of the ingredient of that. Exactly. Thing. Galatians five twenty two and 3, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. And this is the key, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yep. It's all the Holy Spirit, folks. Yep. And um, you got to give Him free reign. You got to let Him work. You got to let Him do what um, that that you need to let Him do. So, um, absolutely. Uh, good yeah. stuff. Good yeah. reminder. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that while that was a you know kind of a toned down yeah. message, it's one that we uh, definitely need to hear. Yeah, and um, and next Sunday we're going to talk about Nehemiah. Mm. He's got some. Uh, He's got some stuff coming. He's got stuff going on, doesn't he? He's got he got a trying to on, build yeah. the wall and protect himself all at the same time. And he's got a couple <sighs> boneheads. Exactly. We'll call them that. Knuckleheads who are on his case. So, hope you guys come this Sunday and listen to that. We had uh, uh like I said, um we had uh, four baptisms uh this past Sunday. If any of you have been thinking about being baptized and you know just need to talk or maybe confirm something, hey, give us a call here at the church or mm-hmm. email us and we'd be happy to help you. Uh back to school bash is a week from tonight, correct? I think from so. tonight, August 14th, 5.30 to 7 at the Richwood Park. And so if you uh, need more information, you can contact uh, Sue Ellen Ackerman or you can get a hold of Glennerly Smith. Uh, Women at the Well, an evening of praise and worship on August the 25th, 6.30 to 8 in the Fellowship Hall. So you guys can uh, sign up for that or just show up uh, for that. And then don't forget what's happening on September the 3rd. Oh, yeah. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock at the Richwood Fair. There will yeah. be no services, nothing taking place here at RCC. We will be at the Richwood Fair starting at 10 o'clock. Listen to that. I know we normally start second service here at 1030. Our service there starts at 10 o'clock. And this Sunday you can pick up your yep your passes. passes. So you can do that in the Welcome Center and uh, make sure you... Uh, Make sure you grab those and, and get grab ready. some for you. Grab some for your friends. Exactly. Invite your friends and family exactly. to join us. It's gonna be a great time. Let's exactly. fill the uh, the pavilion Let's do and it. then some. And then getting out in the open a little yes. bit, maybe. And then starting on September seventeenth for ten weeks, we are doing a sermon series called Written in Stone. It is gonna be on the Ten Commandments. And you know, you read the Ten Commandments. Um, there is what, what do you say there? 
they're as every bit as relevant in 2023 as when God handed those things over to Moses on the mountain. Mm-hmm. They're they're just as relevant today as maybe even more, right? Because that kind of the Israelite people and what we're going through now, kind of the remind. I mean, they had a lot of stuff that was going on that wasn't right, right? And so, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be good. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, it's exciting, and the graphics pretty sweet too. I know, right? The only way it would have been better was would it be if we would have used Charlton Heston as Moses. Maybe we get a cutout standing as people are walking Let's in. do it with the tablets. With the tablets. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know what? Let's do I it. I wonder if we can. Oh, I bet we can. Get him to stand behind me while I'm, like, behind me while I'm speaking. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. And then we can move him behind me when of I'm Of course, you know, Charlton Heston's like 6'4", bro, or 6'5". Uh-huh. That's like a foot so, taller than you. So yesterday, I walked in before first service started. Or no, it was after. I came out to grab me um, a coffee and fill my water up um, once you started your sermon. And I walked in just to check on Logan and Michelle, make sure things were good. And uh, I was like, did you guys get the angle of the camera right to where it looked like Scott and I are the same height? And they chuckled and and uh Logan was like, Yeah, Michelle wondered when you were doing the countdown song who was singing with you because you know, Scott's mic's there next to me and like it's towering above my head. Like it's like, yeah. You know what's funny about that? We were standing in here and I was like, Oh my gosh, I said, We should tell people, hey, Scott's standing on a box today or exactly. standing on the floor. So. Right. Brandon's on his knees. <laughs> exactly. It was like this. It was yeah. like crazy. I feel oh like that way gosh. when Jocelyn sings too. It's like, well, yeah. That's why I like it when Betsy sings and and Wendy. Wendy, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm six five today, Wendy. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, oh man. So, anything else? No, I got to get back and run. Uh, I've got my half marathon in Amish country on September the ninth, which is the Saturday after our fair service. I am not ready yet. I'm going to be honest. I am not ready. I've been trying to get some longer runs in. I ran seven miles last Monday. I think I, I told you that. Um, ran a couple miles the next day, seven total miles on Wednesday. But I did something to my foot on one of those three days. And I don't know if it was running around here on the side roads, the back roads. You know, all this tar and seal, chip and seal that they did. Uh, yeah. I know you love that. Um but I've done something like the bone on the top of my foot's kind of tender. Uh-oh. It's not like hurting, hurting, but it's tender. And so I've given it now four days rest. I've got to try to start running. But well, if we'll you guys would goes. pray for Grandma Chenault over here in front of me for her marathon run, we would appreciate it. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, sweetie. I appreciate that. One one step away from uh, a shawl and some tea. You know, hey, that sounds good, man. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Grandma should not. <laughs> that's right. So no, we'll see though. I got to get that's that's kind of on my agenda this week is to back get right. some some more miles. Well, I hope, put hope in. that works out. Thanks. You know the beauty of um, the marathon for me is I don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. Not at all. Yeah, I tried getting you to run with me. No, I told you you could ride your bike around. I've seen this guy. I don't I don't know if um, she is training for like a half marathon or something, but there's this um, lady that's been running, and she they're probably. If I had to guess, a little bit younger than you are, um, not much, um, probably somewhere around that age range. I won't give that age range, okay, but somewhere around yeah. that age range. And um, you know, sixties is the new forty, right? I've heard that. Okay, just, so I'm almost yeah. forty. What does that mean? I'm you're the new twenty. The 20. I guess awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, but they've been running. He's been riding his bike with his wife. Okay, and like right there next to her as she's running. 
And uh, so I'm assuming she's training for, mm-hmm. you know, a 10K or a half marathon or something like that. So. I'd like to do a bike one, though. Bike marathon. That would be fun. We could do a triathlon. You could do the bike part, and I'll do the swimming and running part. Bro, I – yeah, I, I don't want to go swimming or I don't want to run. So. Well, you do the bike part, and I'll, I'll do, do the, the swimming and running. Yeah. We'll do, it'll be like a joint triathlon. We could do – will they allow that? No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. But I would, def- I would definitely do that. I, I not only do I enjoy biking – but I also enjoy how um, it's it gets you out of a gym, right? And it gets you onto a path or gets you onto a road. And I'm not a big person of riding on roads and all that because I, I number one, I just I don't like it when somebody does it, right? And number two is I don't think it's safe um, to do that. I, think I agree. People are crazy, and so. Um, but I do like and I do enjoy riding um, uh, the bike, and sometimes it's very difficult, like. Um, I rode Saturday, no wind hardly at all. Right. So, I mean, it was like almost too easy. Mm-hmm. And the last time I rode prior to that, the wind was blowing at like 15 miles uh-huh. an hour. And I was going up to that bridge over 30 to go yes, to 33. Yeah. I thought I was going to die getting yeah. up there. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But then I know the wind was blowing right in my right. face. Then I'm going down that big hill and the wind's at my back. And I'm like, oh, this is this wonderful. Is, this I'm is going easy. like 60 miles an hour right. down that hill. So it's like. <laughs> we went under that bridge. We went over to Kroger yesterday afternoon and we went under that bridge. Christian goes, I love running on that bridge. <laughs> that bridge looks so small when you're underneath it, like going under. I mean, it's not that wide. Right. But when you're on it, you're like, wow, that's pretty big Yeah, bridge. it's pretty roomy. Yeah. Yep. So you guys, uh, thank you again for listening if you're still listening. And, um, yeah, they probably aren't. No, it's just you and I. It's you and me. So hey, go Reds, Brewers, Astros, and Braves. Go Braves. <laughs> Jordan would say go Braves and Reds probably. So. You know what would be fun this year? What? Before we get off of here is if the Braves and the Astros were in the World Series together and I would be Astros. And you would have to go Astros too because of Dusty. So, yeah, or not? I have no connection to Dusty Baker, dude. You do me. You're you're one person away. I am, it's like the Kevin Bacon thing. It's like, yes, it is. <laughs> Except for I'm st- still not pulling for the Astros ever, dude. I know your secret love for Jose Altuve. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. love. Don't know what your definition of love is, but you know how I feel about Jose Altuve. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put it this way. And this is the truth, and you know it's the truth. The Braves make a trade for Jose Altuve. You're going to be like, you're going to be a little salty at first. You're not going to say I'm not going to like him. But about a month in, when he's got six home runs and he's making great plays, you're going to be like, you know what? That Altuve is pretty good. Guaranteed the next year, you have an Altuve jersey. Well, okay, hold on. I'm, he I'm plays listening. second base, right? Exactly. He cannot compare to our second baseman. Not, not at all. First of all, he's quite a bit older than, than Ozzy Albies, but Ozzy Albies has it going on mm-hmm. both defensively and offensively. Oh, you just mark my words. If that happened, it's like the Bryce get, Harper thing. We get off here. I'll check the stats, but I'll bet you anything. Ozzy's got way more home runs than Altuve. This year? Oh yeah. Well, cause Altuve didn't start till June because of, um, he's got like eight. Ozzy's got like 20 something. Yeah, but he's played all year. Okay. He's a beast. How tall is he? About the same height. They're both little. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's little. People are like, okay, now where are we going on this? Right, yeah. (laughs) There's no one listening. It's just you and I. All right, so if you're still listening, we're going to cut it off. Thanks for listening. Craig, you have a great day. You too. Everybody else, you too. See ya. (laughs) 